Welcome to Rebirth of Venus, the podcast where I talk dirty about spiritual evolution, the self-love revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and I want to thank you so deeply for being here. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, today, we're going to not do something a little bit different. I feel like I say that a lot, <laughs> but I just really wanted to cozy up and get really intimate with you guys. I'm actually sitting on the floor in my bedroom, which is my new recording studio, I've decided. <laughs> I'm all wrapped up in a blanket and I don't even really have any notes. I just have a message that I really, really, really just knew I had to share today. And I'm hoping it resonates with some of you or that it's helpful for some of you. Because once this message hit me, it was really what I needed. And I know from experience that when that happens, I'm never alone. <laughs> so I hope that you can get some value out of this, uh, out, of the, out of this episode. So this is episode seven, Coffee Chats with Venus. So uh, I'm going to be completely real and honest with you all. Um, as of this morning, I actually had no idea what my, um, what topic I was going to talk about today. Now I have extensive notes and outlines for, um, several coming episodes so that, you know, I really prefer to kind of build my topic around what I'm experiencing in the week. Because like I said earlier, I know from experience that whatever I'm experiencing is what others are experiencing as well probably not in the same way, maybe not thought about in the same language, but the reality is everything that's happening in my life is happening around me as well. I don't live in a vacuum. I don't exist in a vacuum. So I really like to keep the episodes timely based on that. And for that reason, I currently don't record podcast episodes in advance. I record them on Fridays, um, which is the day of Venus, and I really view them as sort of channeled information in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of things, when I listen back to the episodes, they just kind of come out and I think, wow, did I say that? <laughs> so, um, but this week that hadn't really happened. And so I had, you know, my kind of backup episode ideas, but I just knew there was something else that had to be said. And I've been, honestly, I have been feeling in a bit of a funk. Um, it's definitely improved for sure, but especially the other day, it really hit home and it hit really hard. You know, I had been feeling like I was lacking inspiration. I hadn't been feeling very creative and, um, you know, I was feeling a little depressed and down. There was a lot on my mind and I was really getting stuck in a lot of what was on my mind. And, you know, really what that comes down to is resisting. I was resisting it. You know, I was swimming upstream and I had a conversation with my beloved last night about a couple of the issues I had been facing. And he said, I asked, I said, you know, do you think I'm overreacting? And he said, yes. And I thought, hmm, tell me more. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, sometimes when someone says something like that to you, especially somebody whose advice you really trust, 
um, it can feel, it can be hard not to take it personally, but I'm really grateful I was in a place where I was really able to listen and I was really open to listening. And he basically said, you know, you're swimming upstream. Is that really what you want? And pointed out how I was doing that. And I realized he was right. And he, and that, you know, this whole idea of following the path of least resistance is something that has been a big growing and pain point for me this year. As somebody who really places a lot of, or has historically has placed a lot of importance on hard work, on, you know, plowing through against all odds, um, you know, swimming upstream kind of like turns me on. <laughs> I just hit a point this year where I was like, do I want to live my life this way anymore? No, <laughs> because the reality was I wasn't even really getting the the maximum results I knew I could be. So I, I realized I had to do it another way. And of course, I've had my my times, my periods of life where I've really flowed. And, you know, of course, those are always the times where everything kind of goes much better than I could have planned. But I wasn't in one of those periods now and I or I haven't been in one of those periods now. And so, um, you know, I really took that to heart, what he said. And I know we talked in much more detail. I'm not going into it here because it's personal. But this morning, I, you know, I woke up. Part of it was, you know, oversleeping a little bit for the second day in a row. Um, I usually wake up at six and practice my kundalini and other yoga and meditation. And um, it really when I do that it's it not just it doesn't just set me up for the day but it also re it it demonstrates a recommitment to myself you know I'm doing something that at first I don't want to do when my alarm goes off I don't want to wake up but the reality is I'm better for it and so a big part of it is that that being said, I don't beat myself up if I need extra sleep. I just freaking take it. And so the past two days, that's been the case. But I'm feeling a little off because of that on top of everything else. So this morning, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to do those, do my meditation, um, my kundalini yoga a little bit later, which was fine. You know, that still got done. But I set up my altar or I set out the morning offerings to my, on my altar, my altar to Venus. And I have my daily offerings I set out um, for just like local spirits, <laughs> basically, incense and water. And then, and I light candles. Um, and on Fridays, I go a little more all out and I set, I light special candles for Venus and I present offerings, usually Damiana tea. Um, although this morning I was, <laughs> so usually Damiana tea and I drink it alongside her. And the idea is the idea around offerings, if this isn't something you practice, is it's an act of humility. And it isn't even necessarily about who the offerings are for. The idea is that it's for something outside of yourself. And it's really, really challenging to receive the bounty of life that is brought to you when you have a, um, you know, strong spiritual practice without a sense of humility and gratitude. And if you don't have those two things, you're kind of doomed because when things start flowing into your life, you know, you're either going to sabotage it, feel like you don't deserve it, 
or go the other way where you just take it for granted. And that's why I believe we see so many people who experience great abundance suddenly and then lose it all because they haven't prepped themselves energetically for that. So anyway, daily offerings, even from a secular standpoint, can be really powerful in that. And so this morning I tuned in kind of and I thought, oh, like Venus wants some coffee this morning. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> that was just what popped into my mind. So I had this coffee with all these lovely spices in it that I was going to brew for myself. And so I thought, oh, like this is what she wants this morning. She doesn't want Damiana tea with a ton of honey in it. She wants some freaking coffee. And she wanted some sugar. <laughs> I don't really usually have sugar in mine. It's not my preference. But anyway, um, so I did that. And I sat down, like I always do every every Friday, and with the intention of sharing the beverage, sometimes a food offering as well. Although, again, today it was just like, this bitch wants coffee. All right. <laughs> of course, I say that with love. And um, so I sat down and we shared a cup of coffee together. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. I realized in that moment that this is something I kind of go through the motions of doing every week. Now, there have been times in the past where I was a lot more connected to the practice. The idea is you share a meal or a beverage with that, you know, energy, deity, if you want to call it a deity, as you know, I, I say deity as an easy way of envisioning it, but if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that my belief is that these quote-unquote deities are very real archetypal energies that exist in our consciousness, which is the consciousness of the divine. So it's kind of, it's not that, you know, they're really separate from us. It's that like we are them and we create them, but they also create us. So it's not so much the typical judeo-christian personified divinity as much as something much more nuanced so um, i suggest going back and listening to episode one if you're that's something you're curious more about although i do touch on that in a lot of episodes anyway this is something i went through the the motions of doing every week but i realized that actually i had just been doing that going through the motions and so i realized that i actually really hadn't had a conversation with Venus in a little while. And this was, and, and just hit me so obviously, so suddenly that that was why I hadn't been feeling as creative, as driven, as inspired, etc., as I had in, you know, the previous month, for example. That I had sort of gotten so comfortable that the conversation had just died, right? And here's the thing, it's not that, you know, divinity like gives you something and can take it away it's that you create it by tapping into that energy that's my belief at least but if you're not tapping into that energy if it's not a relationship <laughs> then that is going to dry up that well is going to dry up and I realized what I had been doing was that I had I was like an absent parent who you know, brings their child tons of gifts. But the reality is the kid just wants to talk with their parents. That's it. And I realized, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure she was thrilled with all those offerings. But 
where was the conversation? And on my Instagram, I, I post a lot of these notes from Venus, which are just that they're snippets from those conversations. Um, they're channeled messages and things that, you know, and when I say channeled messages, if that's something you're not, if that's terminology you're not familiar with, all that is, all that channeling is, is is a practice of connecting with, um, a higher energy source and transmuting that knowledge into this plane. So some people do it through meditation. If you've meditated and just like had a flash of insight or you've heard a voice, I mean, I believe those are channeled messages. Now, sometimes people do it more intentionally and either through automatic writing where you just start writing. And then if you've ever tried it before, it's kind of crazy. Um, sometimes people will be like asking questions, for example. And, you know, you start to write, you're like, this is obviously me writing my ideas. But then, I mean, absolutely, I've done this before and it's, it happens. You will start to just, your hand will just start to flow. Sometimes your handwriting changes, sometimes very dramatically, (laughs) which is crazy. For me, like sometimes my handwriting gets like insanely messy, which my handwriting is kind of messy as it is. Something I'm working on sort of casually. (laughs) Or sometimes it gets really neat, which again is that's really more obvious because it's like, wow, that is not my handwriting. <laughs> anyway, and wisdom comes through that you're just like, ah, that is too smart for me to have thought of it, right? And you know, you can call it whatever you want. You know, maybe if you believe in God, sure. It or if you maybe you think it's your higher self, that's fine. If you think it's like spirit guides or angels, like whatever, it doesn't matter where you think it comes from. (laughs) But the point is, it's wisdom. It's helpful. And these notes from Venus I publish are from those, just that, they're conversations. So like I said, you can channel through automatic writing. You can, or you can just, you know, get the messages. Some people enter into a trance state and get the messages. For me, they tend to come when I ask. And that was just what I did. I asked. You know, so I, I just started talking, actually talking. And all of the answers were available to me. Now, this isn't, and this is actually, I think, what, how you know it's, it's, it's really, you know, a conversation with divinity in some form. I just like that word. It sounds like candy, divinity. I think it is a candy, like a weird Southern can. I don't know, but I just like that word. That's why I choose to use it because it, to me, it can mean anything. Um, it can, it, to me, it is that alchemy between pot, like possibly energies of other consciousness, of other dimensions, of other times. It could be part of yourself. I mean, it's really open to interpretation. So that's the word I use. So the way you know, at least the way I know that this is the kind of conversation I'm having is that I'm not getting the easy answers. It's not like, you know, what should I do? And it's like the really obvious answer. It's always something much deeper. So I was asking or just talking out my my concerns, my worries, my fears and answering my own questions before I could even get the question out. And... Again, I'm not going to go into the details because it's personal, but also it kind of doesn't matter. I really want, 
I really want to leave this open and a little vague so that you're encouraged to try it yourself. But really the overwhelming message was that my, my desires, my prayers were already being answered or they already had been answered. I mean, it's funny the whole like they've already been answered thing because <laughs> let's look at this from a human psychology standpoint. Um, we humans love to complain. And as you all know, if you've been listening, that is something I'm really, I've really worked on and come very far in, in my own life. And unfortunately, as a result, something I have a lot less patience with other people. You know, I used to have this belief, like sometimes you just need to vent. But increasingly, I'm kind of realizing that's not true. Like actually, if you're not willing to take, to take, action and change something like what are you doing talking about it and I and I say that as somebody who still of course gets angry when people propose suggestions when I'm just trying to bitch you know so I get it it's not easy (laughs) and it's also a process like we're all going to fall into the complaining trap sometimes at least at this I mean at least I am still falling into it at this point I shouldn't set the intention that we will all always do that because that's not necessarily true. So I'm really questioning that like, oh, I just have to prevent sometimes kind of thing. So anyway, we we humans love to complain. And <laughs> it kind of hit me one, earlier this week because um, I was on, basically I was in a situation where with with a group of people where everyone had previously complained that about the situation and then the situation changed and they were complaining about the change and the funny thing was I actually wasn't complaining about the change because it was just like I knew there was something I could do about it it was a work-related thing and so I wasn't actually complaining I was just like it is what it is you know it it is what it is but I realized that the thing people were complaining about now was had actually solved the first problem everyone had complained about but the reality was it didn't like happen the way everyone wanted it to. <laughs> so everyone was still complaining. And it was so funny. I, I just laughed. I mean, because we've all been there. You know, I'm not being judgmental. It's just like, oh, that's kind of funny how that group mentality works, you know? It's just so easy to complain and not to realize like, oh, my prayers were actually answered. And here's the thing. I fucking get it. Like often, I mean... I believe, especially if we're consciously manifesting something, the universe takes the path of least resistance. And often that means much more painful change, much more drastic, much sooner than we're ready for. But the reality is you can't deny that nothing changes things like a huge life upheaval. And this isn't like a be careful what you wish for kind of warning, because I think that's kind of bullshit. I think that's just a way of scaring you into not taking action. So I think it's just, so back to my conversation, my coffee chat with Venus this morning, I immediately, like, I would voice a concern, a fear, a whatever, a problem, and be answering my own question as it came out, as the question itself had come out. And I realized, not realized, I got the message clearly that, like, everything is happening exactly the way it's supposed to. And that's, like, that sounds a little trite, but it's, kind of always the central core message of 
pretty much every channel thought you hear, <laughs> not just for myself, but like from anybody, if that's something you're, you know, that you have any access to or not access to, if that's something that you have any, you know, experience looking into, there are like books, talks that are quote unquote channeled. Um, and like, really, that's always kind of the common message. Um, and again, you can like do what you want. You can believe in channeling or not. I, I, I really don't care. <laughs> it's just, you know, be aware it's a school of thought. So that's kind of always the core message. Things are happening the way they're supposed to. But also it went deeper and I got this message of your prayers have all been answered. Like, of course, we're listening. And I realized it was so true <laughs> to the point where I was annoying initially, but I was it left me with a sense of relief also, which was that, you know, everything I was I was hoping for, not just hoping for, everything I was requesting, all the changes I was personally making in my life, like they were happening, but of course not the way I expected. And that's the beautiful thing. I mean, do we want to know how things are going to turn out? No. And it was interesting because it, this kind of brings me into this idea of faith. And I'm going to be really candid here with you. I realized this year that faith is something I've never had, actually. I actually had no experience with this phenomenon called faith. And that was really strange to realize because, okay, yes, like I've, I don't really have a super religious upbringing. So I definitely didn't have that like kind of faith at the young age that many people do just by, by, you know, default. But I also, you know, I have this spiritual practice. I mean, I'm a very spiritual person, or so I thought. <laughs> At least I, like, I really liked that identity. Um, and yet I didn't have any faith. And I realized this when I was kind of learning more about this, the, when I was learning more about the phenomenon of manifestation, I realized that, not realized, I had many sources telling me that, like, the trusting part is really important. <laughs> and that was always a part in the manifestation process I kind of glossed over, like the just, you know, let it go and trust that it's coming to you. Because again, I'm a doer. <laughs> Big time doer over here. And I realized that I don't do that part. I don't trust. I think, okay, like, yeah, I know I said that, but I still have to work really hard towards it because, you know, that's just what I have to do. But that's bullshit. Of course, you have to take action. There's just like there's a law of attraction. There's a law of action. There are a lot of other laws of the universe that are not really discussed. Law of action being one. And, you know, it's this idea that like you can't just sit and well, you can just sit and meditate your way to a million dollars, but it's pretty much impossible based on our human constraints. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it's not possible, but. It's a lot easier to take some action alongside that for two reasons. One, you, you know, you need to, it's a co-creative process with the universe, with God, whatever you believe in. But also it, it actually quiets down the human part of your mind that doubts. And I've realized increasingly that action is really for the human. Because actually you generally have to take a lot less action than you realize, assuming you're taking the right inspired actions. 
But failure to manifest what you desire comes almost always from doubt. If you have any doubt in the pro, I mean, this is, you know, I'm a, I'm a pagan, I'm a witch, and this is a really big piece to spell work that I'm really grasping, despite, you know, having been practicing this for, you know, well over 10 years. If there are any doubts, that's going to come through in your results. If there are any doubts with other people that are involved, that's why there's this tend of like to be silent. There's, you know, sort of like one of the witch's creeds is like, you know, to dare, to will, to be silent. There are two others and I forget them. <laughs> but I'm a non-traditional pagan. So, you know. But the to be silent piece I always kind of struggled with. And I realized that what it's about is being silent so that other doubts can't get in the way of your magic. I mean, especially because it's really, it's a lot easier to have faith and to trust on your own. But as soon as other people start voicing their concerns or their doubts, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails. And that's really detrimental when it comes to magic or manifestation. Um, Really is. And I mean, you, I'm sure you've experienced this. Like you had a really a idea you were super excited about. And you brought it to someone and they're like, yeah, but aren't you worried about this and this? And kind of took the wind out of your sails and made you doubt yourself. Like, we don't need any of that fucking nonsense in general, especially in magic. But you know what? In general. And so I really started embracing this idea of like keeping my little projects a little secret for a while, just until I was really confident in what I was doing. And that really positively impacted you know, what those projects looked like. So anyway, you know, I, so this whole idea of faith, I always kind of dismissed it, I realized. And it's so funny because I realized, you know, this whole, like these, these things that a lot of, um, a lot of Christians say, like God has a plan or, you know, you just have to have faith. Like I didn't really get that. And it seemed kind of like weak. I'm sorry to say that. Like I'm a little ashamed to say that now because now I know it's so, so the opposite. <laughs> and this kind of comes into the fact that I never, since I was a child, I, I remember I did when I was a child, but most of my life I've never really been a big praying person. And that's something I only just started recently doing because I realized like my aversion to prayer was totally just me being triggered by like negative experiences with Christianity. And again, none of this is any shade on Christianity. You know, inherently Christianity is a religion, a faith of love. Unfortunately, like many organized religions that has been, you know, kind of, you know, that has been kind of twisted and changed. So it's not that I have beef with Christianity per se. Just putting that out there. I, I hope that's obvious, but you know, Never have too many disclaimers when you're in the public eye. <laughs> Sad but true. So anyway, it's something I started doing. And, and I realized that in this, this morning when Venus and I were chatting very candidly, you know, about these, you know, these things on my mind around really everything in her wheelhouse, love, creativity, abundance, prosperity, money. That's like a slash, slash, slash. Those three go together. Um, energy, 
um, focus, acceptance, um, receiving, all of these delicious things. Of course, my prayers were being answered. The advice was there, should I need it. The reality is I didn't really actually need that much advice. I needed faith. And so I listened. And so really, this episode's kind of like a how to talk to the divine 101. (laughs) Because really, you just have to ask. You just have to listen. And I realized that I just was so focused for so long on wanting to do everything on my own that I wasn't listening. Or more importantly, I wasn't asking. And that's bullshit. I mean, whether you believe in a higher power, regardless of what form you believe is a higher power, even if you take a completely secular approach and view it as your highest, you know, your higher sense of knowledge in yourself. When's the last time you asked? When is the last time you asked yourself what you should do? That's a prayer, you know? That's prayer right there. And I feel a real sense of freedom that I'm increasingly able to take these words, which were really, like I said, really triggering to me before, words like prayer, and reclaim them. And in reclaiming them, really understand what they actually are about. It's really powerful. So I'm going to close with that. Really just whether it's Venus you have a relationship with or another, you know, archetype or your view of your idea of God or spirit or, you know, your your spirit guides or whatever. You know, I think they're all the same. (laughs) But just ask, you know, just ask. And that's where real, how you develop a real relationship. That's how you expand your sphere of influence to include the energies of those other archetypes. And in, as a result, you will notice synchronicities, things changing in those areas of your life that are in, you know, if you're looking at you know, a pagan pantheon, you know, the things that are in those quote unquote deities wheelhouses, you will see changes because you're changing yourself, your own energy in the process. So yeah, just go in, go inward, ask, see what you find, write it down and don't second guess it. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I want to thank you again so much for listening so much for your feedback. As always, please feel free to reach me on Instagram. You can DM me at rebirth underscore of Venus. I answer all my DMs except for the ones that are like, hey, baby. <laughs> I mean, you could say, hey, baby, just like follow it with an interesting, you know, conversation starter. <laughs> um, but anyway, I would love to for you to reach out. Tell me what resonates with you. As always, I really encourage And really, really appreciate all of your feedback on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. Um, 
particularly on iTunes, the more reviews that are left about this podcast, the more people can find this information organically. So I really appreciate everybody coming together and um, leaving me a review, an honest review about what benefits you found, what information has been valuable for you in this um, in these podcasts so that other people can find it and resonate with it as well. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next Friday. Until then, goodbye.